The Oklahoma Sooners coaching staff is finally starting to come together, but they're also losing recruits as well. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Lockdown Sooners Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is John Williams. I am your host. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners or on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. You can also read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And we've got a lot of news to, to get into. But first of all, according to Lee Benson of News 9 out of Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma Sooners are set to make Jeff Levy their next offensive coordinator. It's been long rumored since Brent Venable's name first came up in conjunction with the Oklahoma Sooners head coaching job that Jeff Levy would be the guy that he'd want to bring in to be the offensive play caller coordinator. And I think it's a really strong hire. Obviously, there are some questions that linger uh, from his time at Baylor where he was named in some of the Baylor sexual assault um, scandal charges. Uh, You look at kind of what he's done since and where he's been since then. Uh, he went to some small school, uh, then ended up at UCF under Josh Heupel. Obviously, the two have a connection from their time with the Oklahoma Sooners in the early 2000s. Heupel was the quarterback. Jeff Levy was a student assistant uh, after an injury and in, ended his uh, co- uh, playing career. He started coaching with the Sooners. Uh, so he was under Josh Heupel at UCF as the offensive coordinator before jumping on board with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Obviously, his time in both places were, was very effective. UCF got onto the national landscape with the Rebels at Ole Miss, turned Matt Corral into a Heisman contender this year, and unlocked really a dual threat ability of Matt Corral's Corral rushed for 21 or sorry rushed for 11 touchdowns this season uh, on top of 20 touchdown passes so a a guy that's capable of creating an offense that highlights and enhances a dual threat quarterback and I think it's going to fit well with the Oklahoma Sooners with Caleb Williams should Caleb Williams stay in that it's going to get Caleb Williams doing what he does best both with his arm and with his legs obviously this is something that I would like to see and hear Joe Castiglione speak to as far as his past. Uh, but, you know, we wrote about it over on the Sooners Wire, found a, an old Orlando Sentinel uh, article that basically spoke to what they uncovered or kind of what their research um, into the matter to, uh, discovered. And it was Danny White, who was the athletics director back then. And here's what he had to say, according to that. Uh, piece is back from 2019. He says, after meeting with Jeff and learning firsthand his personal experience at Baylor, and after speaking with the administration at both Baylor and Southeastern, we became not only comfortable, but excited to bring a coach and person of just caliber to UCF. I think the results of the last 12 months speak for themselves and Jeff's contribution to our program, both on and off the field have been profound. Our staff, and more importantly, our student athletes love working with them. Uh, so, I don't know if that necessarily clears him uh, from any any wrongdoing. It doesn't really say what Baylor had to say on the matter. 
It just says they felt comfortable with bringing Levy on board based on what Baylor had to say. So who knows? I mean, we'll never know. But with this being the hire, it's something that the athletic director in the department will have to answer to because it's just part of his past. And anytime you bring somebody on that's got a checkered history, it's going to be something that comes up. Uh, but, you know, Joe Castiglione, Joseph Heraz, they've earned the trust. They've earned the right to be able to make, you know, quote unquote, a questionable hire because they've they've done so well over the years at bringing in home run hires into the Oklahoma Sooners athletic department. From a X's and O's standpoint, it's a huge hire. It's great for the Sooners. Uh, like we talked about on the show with Josh Neighbors yesterday, it does might it does potentially mean that the Sooners might have to look at another offensive coordinator in a couple of years. But really, what you're hoping for is a guy that's going to be able to convince Caleb Williams to stay and get him at least through his time here into the NFL. Uh, you got two more seasons with Caleb Williams, and so you know you want a guy that's going to be able to make the most of those. If Caleb Williams is able is willing to stay, uh, that's going to be the big question about this because he's not really said whether or not he's staying. I, I think he's just trying to evaluate his options, see what transpires with the coaching staff and then kind of go from there. But that's kind of going to be priority. Number one for Jeff Levy when he gets to Norman is meeting with Caleb Williams, showing him how he can unlock all the talent in Caleb Williams arsenal, which like much of the Oklahoma Sooners offense, it's just seemed like a lot of things didn't work well this season and there's just a disconnect in the offense a lot of times whether it was the route combinations whether it was just the diversity of play calling the diversity of routes it was hard to really get a grasp on what was happening with this offense because it just seemed so disconjointed at times where it was just deep ball after deep ball after deep ball and there was nothing no options for him underneath and you look at look at some of the route combinations that they're running and it's a lot of four verts when you need five yards or eight yards or something like that. And there's no option for him to throw to an underneath curl route or something like that. And so I, I'd, I'd be really happy to, to see, you know, a guy like uh, Levy come who will employ a lot of RPO action for whoever the quarterback is going to be for the Oklahoma Sooners. Hopefully it's Caleb Williams, because that's going to be something that gets the ball out of his hands quickly. It's for, it forces him to make one read and then throw it's I hand it to the running back based on what the, the, the key is doing. And generally it's a safety or a linebacker. If that person commits to the run, then you throw it over behind them to, to your receiver. Who's going to be slanting in. If they drop, then you're handing it off to the running back because you have favorable blocking numbers. But that's one of the things that I really look forward to seeing. Obviously the read option, if you can make Matt Corral, a running quarterback, uh, make him a dual threat passer, then imagine what he could do for Caleb Williams. Um, you know, the, the offensive success speaks for itself. I, I think that's not going to be the question here. Obviously, they want, they're going to need to get Caleb Williams back. So much of what the 2022 season looks like, a lot of that's going to ride on whether or not Caleb Williams is playing football for the Oklahoma Sooners. If they're able to get him back, that's going to be huge for them. They're already seeing a ton of turnover with their recruiting class, and they're going to be losing a lot of guys off their 2021 roster heading to the NFL, which we'll talk about next. The Oklahoma Sooners had another guy um, declare for the NFL draft, and I'll talk to you about that after I tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy. 
They offer more college props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And if you use our promo code LOCKEDON, you can get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 using our promo code LOCKEDON. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on the bronze points, combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes passing yards in the same entry. And if you hit on both, you can win even more. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right. And earlier in the week, sorry, got a little bit of a cold, kind of dealing with that this week. So I apologize for the way I've sounded this week or kind of the delay in some of these episodes. But thank you so much for always making Lockdown Sooners your first listen every single day. It's much appreciated. Again, make sure you go and check out the show on Twitter at Lockdown Sooners on Facebook, Lockdown Sooners Podcast. Got a great following that's growing over on the Twitter side of things. So thank you so much for all the new followers. If you are subscribing to the show on YouTube, thank you so much to my new subscribers. And thanks for all the positive feedback you're leaving in the comments section. Love hearing that and love just interacting with you in, on that way. Uh, if you've got any questions that you'd like to, to see me discuss on the show, make sure you drop them in the comments section and I will drop I will discuss those on the show as well. So now let's talk about some of the turnover that's happening uh, first I discussed it earlier this week. You had Nick Bonito going to the NFL draft, declaring for the NFL draft, opting out of the Alamo Bowl. Now we got another one. Perry on Winfrey is also going to be declaring for the NFL draft. And it makes sense. Both of these guys are going to be highly, um, I would say, highly rated players. Now Nick Bonito is the one that's going to be really interesting to see because I feel like he's going to be a bit scheme dependent. Um, there are going to be more teams like three, four, like traditional three, four teams that might be able to see him as an outside linebacker. A lot of the four, three base teams might not see him as a defensive end because of his size, but you look at him and he, you know, he's, he's shorter than like a guy like Randy Gregory who plays for the Dallas Cowboys who's six, six, he's got long arms. He's a long guy. Benito's only about six, two, six, three, uh, but they're about the same size. So it's just a matter of, can someone see using him as a weak side edge rusher um, at the next level? Now for Perry on Winfrey, He's a guy I feel like is going to have a lot of uh, a lot of teams looking at him because he's a penetrating player. He's someone who can get into the backfield, disrupt both the run game and the pass game. He's got a lot of success in creating pressure. You know, back in 2020, he only had half a sack, but he was creating a lot of pressure. He was getting into the backfield. He just wasn't completing the sack. This year, he had five and a half sacks, third on the team, had 11 and a half tackles for loss, which was second on the team. So he's a guy that's proven to be able to get into the backfield and disrupt the offense. What that means for him is he's probably going to be most valued in a one gap scheme, meaning he's not having to read the ball carrier to determine where he's supposed to go. He's just firing off the ball, trying to get in between blockers and get into the backfield. That's what's a one gap scheme. A two gap scheme is the defensive tackle is looking to engage with the blocker and be he's responsible for two gaps on either side of his blocking us uh, on either side of his assignment. So there's several gaps along the offensive line and they go a B C gaps. And the a gap is on either side of the center. The B gap is between the um, guard and the tackle. The C gap is on the other side of the tackle. So 
if you're a one gap player, you're just trying to shoot a gap. If you're a two gap player, you're, you're responsible for two gaps and you're looking to hold up that offensive lineman, determine which way the ball carrier is going and then make your read. Um, his best trait is his explosiveness and his athleticism. And so I think that is going to best suit him for like a one gap uh, defensive style. So you're talking about like guys, you know, teams like um, the Seattle Seahawks, they like to use a one gap style. The Oakland Raiders, they like to use it or sorry, Las Vegas Raiders still have a hard time thinking of remembering that one, the Las Vegas Raiders. So they employ a lot of a one gap style and, and some defenses like the Dallas Cowboys currently, they like to employ both two gap and one gap. Um, defensive fronts. So you might have your edge rushers running one gaps and your, you know, your defensive tackles running two gaps. And then on certain pass plays, you might have the opposite where everybody's one gapping. Uh, And so I I think he's going to have a chance to end up as a top hundred draft pick. Um, We'll see how the combine results go. I think a lot of places right now probably see him anywhere from a second to third rounder. And I think most of it is just due to, some limited production. I uh, had one good year, obviously a great year in 2021. You look at some of the advanced analytics in 2020 and he had a pretty good year, but it just didn't end up with, with high level production on the sack numbers, the tackle for loss numbers, but he did have a great 2021. It was a bit up and down as much as the Oklahoma Sooners defense was in this season. You know, it wasn't a, a constant drum beat where he was every single week, he was showing up, making plays, dominating the opposing offensive line. And so I, I think that's going to hinder his draft stock just a little bit. Now he's going to go to the senior bowl. He's accepted a senior bowl invite, and that can do a lot to really bump up his, his draft stock and get him to the top of the second, maybe the first round, just depending on how coaches interview him and, and how he just handles himself in those practices against some of the best uh, seniors in college uh, that are declaring for the NFL draft. What that means for the Oklahoma Sooners is, now they've got two guys along their defensive front, Nick Bonito and Perrion Winfrey, that are gone. And there's a good chance that a guy like Jalen Redmond could go as well. And if that's the case, you know, you're you're looking at three of your best, you know, defensive front players. And if you talk about Isaiah Thomas, who is I think he's a senior at this point, um, then you're talking about four of your prominent defensive players who are looking at going to the NFL draft and that is going to be, that's going to be a problem for you as a, as a defensive front. Now you got, you got the guy uh, that you wanted. You got your guy in Brent Venables. And so you trust that he's going to be able to um, bring things together for the Oklahoma Sooners defensive front, whether it's through the transfer portal Although, you know, he's not a big fan of the transfer portal or it's the guys that are currently on the roster because you still got some really strong players like a Marcus Stripling. Um, I'm blanking on Isaiah Coe is another one that, you know, is going to have a chance to stand out. Reggie Grimes. I think they've got, you know, some, some players on this defensive front that could step up and take on a more prominent role for this team. Uh, but they're, they've got some huge lot, some huge holes to fill. And it doesn't look like they're going to get, be getting much help uh, from the recruiting class, which we'll talk about next. Uh, the 2022 recruiting class continues to take hits, which is to be expected. It is what it is. It's not great. But given the turnover um, with the, the head coach and the defensive staff, it was 
seemingly inevitable. We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Sooners, but let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all of your in season props, odds, and lines with more than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated West desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I got to talk to you about Built Bar as well. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat, comes in great flavors, and gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or hey, even if you're shopping online at home and you just want a healthy, delicious snack, make sure you reach for the Built Bar as opposed to the candy or the cakes or the cookies that might be sitting around this holiday season. Built Bar is what's going to get you through. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, get 15% off your next order over at built.com and the recruiting class continues to take a hit. Uh, The 2022 group is already seeing guys like really Brown flip to USC. And now you've got Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, who was an Oklahoma commit whose parents went to Oklahoma has now flipped to Texas A&M. And that drops the Sooners recruiting class from number 17 down into the late twenties. And they, now have no five-star recruits committed for the 2022 class. And like I said before the before the break, this is a team that was a that it was expected that they would see some amount of drop-off in their recruiting class, uh, some amount of attrition, because that just happens anytime that you see a um, a leadership change. You know, if if it's at your work, your place of work, or if it's at your church or a football team, there's bound to be some turnover, some attrition um, because that's just the way life works. Like anytime there's leadership changes, regime changes, people are going to go, new people are going to come in and it's just inevitable. And so it's a bummer to see Brown Lutendi decommit and then go to Texas A&M at the same time. And I think this is probably the one that shocks the most. Like, Relink Brown going to USC, that's not surprising because he's going to follow Lincoln Riley. But Brownlow Dindy decommitting and then going to AM is a bit of a surprise because, like, to me, I'm looking at the, the defensive staffs that he was going to work with. Like, you look at Alex Grinch versus Brent Venables, and the defensive success between the two, it's not even close. Brent Venables is, has been a far more successful defensive coordinator in his time over the last 20 plus years at Oklahoma and Clemson than Alex Grinch has ever been at any stop. And so to see him move from committed to Alex Grinch and then decommitting when Brent Venables gets hired on to go to Texas A&M is just surprising. Now, A&M's a great school. They're going to have good defenses as well. So that, that part's not as surprising, but that he's not – wasn't willing to almost hear Brent Venables out, I guess was a bit surprising. So, you know, that it's a loss though. It's a loss. And, you know, Brent Venables and and the the coaching staff, they're out there on the recruiting trail trying to lock up these, these 2022 commits at the same time that they're trying to, you know, 
get make sure that the guys that they have in the locker room now are staying in the locker room and not going to enter the transfer portal. It'll be really interesting to see what what Brent Venables does because he doesn't seem too fond of the transfer portal. I mean, he refers to guys that transfer as quitters, almost basically as quitters. And I mean, if you're a guy that's in the transfer portal and that's how you feel, that's how Oklahoma Sooners head coach feels about guys in the transfer portal, are you going to be likely to want to go to Oklahoma? I mean, if I'm being called a quitter, I don't know if that's where I'd, where I'd want to go either. But, I mean, he comes from Davos Swinney, who didn't really seem to be all that excited about using transfers himself. And so if Brent Venables up, kind of falls in that same line of thinking, then it wouldn't be surprising to see that he's not going to use transfers. He's just going to continue to try to build with recruiting classes and develop the guys that are already there. So that'll, that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out over the spring. Um, this is going to be a team that is going to have a lot of building to do. I think they can still be a good team. I think they still have a chance to be a really solid team moving forward, especially, you know, they, they're going to be a tougher team uh, as it was, as it was reported that um, Jeff Levy was going to be coming back to be the offensive coordinator for the Oklahoma Sooners. It was also reported that uh, Jerry Schmidt, old Schmidt himself uh, from those, you know, the, the strength and conditioning coach for the Oklahoma Sooners over for like 20 years, he'll be coming back as well. And you might know that line, Smitty gets pissed if we don't make our times from the Malcolm Kelly rap. That's the guy that all the old guys, the older guys, the, the alum from the national championship teams, the 2000, 2010 team, that's the guy that they point to as the one that made them tough got them in great shape and got them well conditioned to, to go on those, those national championship runs. Um, and so bringing him back, I mean, this is Brent Venables, you know, putting his stamp on this Oklahoma football program. He's bringing back some guys that were very, very successful at leading, you know, certain aspects of this team. And Jerry Schmidt is one of those guys that if they, you know, if the report's true and they are bringing him back, that's going to be a huge boon for a team that at times looked like they were unable to hold up to the pressures of the second half for better or worse. This team gave up a lot of second half leads during Lincoln Riley's tenure. And at times didn't seem to lack the physical capacity and the toughness to contend with some of the tougher teams in the big 12, look at Iowa state or in the sec, whether it was Georgia Alabama or LSU. And so that's going to be really fascinating to see as well. And there's still a lot to be determined on this coaching staff. I mean, he plans to hire a defensive coordinator, uh, you know, the Clemson defensive back coach. He might be the guy that looks to be the, the best option there. Um, And now I'm blanking on his name. (laughs) At the same time, and I apologize for that because this is not what I meant it to be. Yeah, Michael Reed. Michael Reed would be a really good hire because he's somebody familiar with Brent Venables and coaches defensive backs, while Venables could help out with the linebackers, bring in somebody to help out with the defensive line, and good to go. You're set. I'd also be fascinated to see if they bring in a special teams coordinator because under Lincoln Riley, that was not a priority. 
hopefully it will be under Brent Venables because for too long, the special teams play was meh at best. I mean, I can't remember. It was like C.D. Lamb was kind of the last time that they had a returner that could consistently make plays in the return game. It'd be nice to see somebody bring in, uh, or it'd be nice to see Venables bring in a special teams coordinator so that they have somebody that's completely dedicated and focused on that aspect of the game because it is a three-phase game. you got to win offense, defense, and special teams in order to win football games. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. If you're subscribed on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. Let me know in the comments how you feel about the show and any questions you might want me to answer on the show. Let me know what you think about the hire of Jeff Levy. I'd love to get your feedback on that. I think it's got an opportunity to be great if we can keep Caleb Williams around, if not, they're going to have to fish into the transfer portal a little bit for a quarterback. Uh, let me know how you feel about bringing back Schmitty to coach the strength and conditioning team and how you feel about Perry Winfrey going to the NFL draft. Is it going to be a huge loss? Are the Oklahoma Sooners going to be able to overcome the loss of Nick Bonito and Perry Winfrey and potentially Jalen Redmond? Obviously, it's still we're a long ways away from the 2022 college football season, so a lot could certainly change. And make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Sooners wherever you get your podcasts or here on YouTube where we will have shows to make sure that you are up to date with everything on Locked On Sooners. But until next time, my name is John Williams, Boomer Sooner. <laughs>